Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing, my friends? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number two, five, six. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How you doing, my friends? You know what? Every time I start one of these episodes, I always have something to thank you bastards for, and uh, I really appreciate it. You know, I appreciate it. Uh, I know what it looks like when the you know when I see an increasing uh, listenership, but I also know what listenership spikes look like, and I know that it's because of you weirdos telling the rest of the weirdos to listen to this weirdo, and this weirdo appreciates you weirdos. Thank you very much, you bastards. I appreciate you getting the word out. Keep it up until I'm world famous and can dominate and start my own dictatorship. (laughs) I think that goes too far. (laughs) You know, uh, folks, in all seriousness, thank you very much for everything. You know, now let's uh, let's talk about some something interesting here, my friends. OK, one of the things I did was and I told you guys on social media before and I told you a few other places that uh, I'm going to try to shrink my ass and get back in shape like I was when I was in my 20s, uh, which was obviously two decades ago. But, uh, you know, I, I put a post on Facebook and what it said was uh, I think it said either I think it said vegetarians and vegans. I'm ready to be one of you. What I would like to say right now, having gotten a lot of messages from my friends who are vegetarians and vegans, I am no longer ready to be one of you. <laughs> it's like because no, no, in all seriousness, I am going to move in that direction. I don't know if it's going to be a total vegetarian, a total vegan, or I'm going to be one of those uh, mostly vegans or mostly vegetarians. How about a mostitarian? How about that? Uh, we'll come up with another word or phrase for me because I'll be one of those guys that's a vegetarian or a vegan Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I'm going to bite a cow on the ass on Sunday. I'm going to have a cheesesteak during the football games. I'm going to have pizza with some pepperoni on it. Ah, shut up. I know what you're thinking, but that's not doesn't make you a vegetarian if you have, if you wait, if you, if you wait until football season and then start to eat meat. Yeah, like you're perfect. Let's see if we follow your punk asses around and don't find you with a hot dog in your mouth sometime. I had a friend of mine that was just like that. He was one of those vegetarian guys. And when I was in shape, in my best shape with my six-pack and quadruple-pack and all of that crap, I, I was eating healthy. I didn't announce anything. I didn't announce that I was eating healthy. I just was. And he thought I was like him. He thought I was like him because every time I went out of the house, I went to healthy eating places because that's what my friends did my friends went to all the healthy eating places we had vegetarian veggie burgers and double veggie and quadruple veggie and double vegetarian burgers and water sandwiches and ice cube sandwiches and all of that crap because all we did was eat healthy stuff that's right so he assumed i was just like his punk ass right but then I made the mistake of bringing his punk ass over to my house to watch a football game. And I had salads and everything laid out. And he's thinking, he, yes, Anthony, he's one of us. The rest of these losers, scumbag, animal-eating bastards are going to sit there and eat murder, murdered animals and flesh and crap. And I can barely tolerate their faces. Look at them. They got faces. And now they're eating chopped up things with faces. You make me sick, you sick bastards. You food-eating face eating stuff that had a mom and dad eating bastards but that's okay i i I don't i don't have to be really good friends with any of these meat sucking look at them 
biting in the hamburgers. That's a bit of a cow buttocks. And look at it with the pepperoni, you sick bastard. There's a pig that's dead because of that. You know how smart pigs are, you scum. Look at that guy over there with the sauces. He's probably, you might as well just bite your dog on the neck. Ah, you sickening, you bastards and he didn't actually verbally say that but that's what the look on his face was he's sitting there sucking on his tofu juice and licking and eating a handful of grass that he pulled out from the front of my house and he's sitting there with his diet water looking at everybody with disgust now when they would come and talk to him and hey how about that game yeah it was a great game <laughs> he's smiling as soon as they turned around it's like when you would watch one of those really you know when you watch a soap opera when the person turns around and to illustrate that the person who was talked to was now upset with the person, the sinister music would come on and their face would go from smiling to you bastard. Well, that's what would happen. Someone would walk up to him. Hey, man, great game. Nice that you're here. Hey, it's fantastic. <laughs> the guy person would turn around. You food eating bastard. And I'm watching him. And I didn't really think anything of it. Didn't pay much attention to it. I just knew that this bastard was mad at everybody because of that. So what, punk? So I walk over to this table, and at first I was just eating salads. Not a big deal. That's what I had planned on doing in the first place. I was actually just going to eat salads until the team I was rooting for, my hometown team, which was playing in the second the national game, I, was, I wasn't going to eat the cheesesteaks and the pizzas and crap when the other teams was on the hell with the other teams. When my team came on, that's when it's time to grub down. And, of course, I had cheesesteaks there because origi I'm originally from Philadelphia. And at the time, the, the Eagles were good. Unfortunately, not good enough. But still good. So they had a winning record. And I was expecting them to win, which, of course, they did that time. So it's not, da -da 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 -da. now it's time for the Philadelphia Eagles versus that punk ass team. That's not the Eagles because who the hell cares? F them. They're not the Eagles. F them. By the way, if I know I have a lot of Giants fans and a lot of fans who uh, listen to this show who are from teams that have actually won Super Bowls. I know I'm going to get emails saying oh, what happened to you boys. I want to say right now for the record, I love y'all. Thank you for listening. Thanks for calling yourselves fans. Thanks for being sass bastards. Thanks for everything that you do for me. But now for about five seconds, I'm going to be football as Anthony and not regular as Anthony. And football as Anthony says, F all y'all, F y'all, y'all all cheated. Back to the story. <laughs> So I go to the table and I'm eating my salad and he's looking at me with that approval like, yes, this man gets it. S. Anthony is an enlightened man who doesn't eat things with a face. Yeah, he's one of us. Yeah. And he's looking at me like a proud older brother. And he's looking at me, look at my younger brother. Now, granted, he's not my brother. He's a friend. But he thinks he ushered me into veganism and vegetarian, being a vegetarian. That's what he thinks. So he's like, uh, he's giving me the approving look like, yes. Unlike these disgusting bastards here, you and I know what the deal is. So he goes down and sits among the meat eaters, you know, and he's kind of, you can see him side-eyeing everybody. Look at these bastards. Kielbasa sucking. You people make it. You seem like nice people, you animal murder and pieces of crap bastards right and of course as i've already said the eagles game has now kicked off 
And being someone who's raised in the Philadelphia, South Jersey area, it's Eagles time, damn it. So what do I do? Ha ha. I grab a cheesesteak from the table. Oh, yeah. And I don't just grab a cheesesteak. I grab a cheesesteak and I do it up Philly style. Oh, damn, yeah. We got the roll, mayonnaise underneath the cheese. We put the meat in. We put the fried uh, fried onions and sweet peppers and all of that crap. We put the cheese whiz on top of it. Double meat and more cheese and more cheese and more meat. I got an entire cow's family right there on top of that damn cheese steak. I'm telling you right now, I bit into that and all of a sudden I could hear cows everywhere going, No, you bastard. And I said, Shut up punks i'm gonna drink from you and now i'm eating you deal with it punks and i take a big bite out of it it's made the way i like to make it it's made the way a philadelphian likes his cheesesteaks to be made oh damn yeah so i go now and i go and i sit down and i sit down right next to him and he's going he's about to say something about somebody else eating a kielbasa and then he sees the cheesesteak he sees it in my hand he sees that i'm about to tear that sucker up and he looks at me as if to say et tu brute which was ironic because a bunch of people in robes then burst into the house and we all stabbed them. <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> and he was actually mad at me. You know, he had and he was doing the uh, subtly mad thing like your girlfriend would do to you, you know. Hey, what's going on, man? Nothing. You all right? Everything's OK. Everything's fine. You sure you're all right? Yes, I'm fine. Everything's OK. Why do you think there's a, well, something's wrong? Right. You go to shake his hand and he tries to pull his hand back because you had the nerve to touch meat. F you, punk. I hope he didn't even realize it. When he wasn't looking, I dropped a little piece of cheesesteak into a salad. Yeah, that's right. You ate meat today, punk. You ate meat. Enjoy the toilet. Enjoy the toilet. OK, I did not drop any meat on this in his salad. I respect his beliefs enough, but I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to wait. I wanted to burst into his house, wait till he was asleep, and then pour some beef stew down his throat. Yeah, that's right. But I didn't. But that's what it was like when I was out in Los Angeles, and it was the first time I was in shape. I was in shape, and I felt good. And I want to feel that good again. I want to be in that kind of shape again. I want to be like that again. So what I said before was I, I, I told everybody online, hey, man, you know, uh, I asked the question, what was the best food, uh, the best hamburger, uh, Whopper or Big Mac? And I told you in an earlier episode how that went. But then I started to think, you know, maybe I should really just move into that mode. And, and maybe there's some vegans out there, some vegetarians out there. And I realized that I'm going to do it on March 1st is when I'm going to slip into and dive into basically making it a a vegetable based diet i'm not saying i'm getting rid of all meat and there's going to be one day when football season starts f this i'm having some some kind of cheesesteak or something like that during a football game unless i just decide i don't want it anymore but i know that whenever you have to whenever you make a big change in your life there's always the bachelor party that happens before the big change right when you get married now when you were dating your girlfriend 
and you know you, you, you did and if you're a good person you didn't cheat on your girlfriend you, you enjoy your girlfriend you try to do, make your girlfriend happy you love her you treat her good you jump on top of her, you get it on all the time you, all of your getting it on is done through her you know everything is great I'm not saying you don't take care of yourself when you're looking at a you know like a you know some starlet comes on TV and she's out of town you're like well she ain't here so ha 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 I'm not saying you don't do that but actually getting it on it's all with her but the funny thing is, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, before the wedding, what do you do? What does she do? You go to the bachelor party, which is at the strip club. You have the bachelor party. Oh, yeah. You go someplace and you do stuff you weren't even doing before you met her when you had permission to do this. You didn't go to a strip club and act like this. You didn't sit there and have one of the strippers sit in your lap and gyrate her big juicy booty on your lap. You can feel the warmth of her butt on your lap. There's some clothes between your stuff and her stuff. And you're never going to let her stuff touch your stuff because your stuff is for your woman, your wife to be. But you do like the warmth of her warm buttocks on your lap. And all of a sudden, the thing that's in your that's but on the other side of your clothes is like, aha, maybe you're about to get married. I'm going to get me some of this. And you go, no, you're not. And then you, she gets up and she's rubbing all in your face. I've been there. I've been at the bachelor party. I wasn't a bachelor. I didn't give a crap. Put that warm ass on my lap, honey. I ain't marrying nobody. I ain't marrying nobody. Get to grinding. <laughs> That's none of your business. Don't judge me. You've done it too. Back to the story. You know, and you got this woman's naked stuff and you, then you put the money in the G-string and then she puts her chest stuff and shakes her yummy chest stuff, turns around, shows her behind, underneath, above the leg, below the back stuff and looking at it like, look at that there, ha ha. And there's another one who's just as juicy but in a different type of way, different flavors, different colors, different dancing techniques and you would never do this after you're married. You didn't really do it before you're married but you're about to get married and since you're about to get married and you know you definitely can't do it after you get married you're doing it now you're at the bachelor party and you're looking at these ladies yummy stuff and you don't touch it but you're dang on sure get close to touching them when you put the money in there stuff or she comes down and you hold up the money and she bites the money and takes it up or she takes it up with her how can i put this buttocks cheeks you don't touch her buttocks cheeks but her buttocks cheeks are flexible enough to grab the money ironically she also signs her checks with the buttocks cheeks but that's her personal business and i asked her to send me the video <laughs> shut up back to the story and ladies don't act like you guys are disgusting because you go to the bachelor party ladies i'm a professional comedian i've hosted bachelor parties for men and women okay it was kind of weird standing there with a bunch of guys who were in great shape. And I'm, and at the time, I was in okay shape. This was before I got in good shape. I was in okay shape. shape. And these guys got double packs and triple packs and quadruple packs. And there's always the one guy who has lap stuff that's the size of, how can I put it, a car. There's always one of those guys there just in case there's a couple of ladies who need to see that. And he's, he's sitting there and you're with there. And hey, okay, that was very funny, Mr. Thomas. Very funny. Okay, now that you not now that you stop laughing, it's time for you to start grabbing the genitals of dudes that are not the dudes you're dating. And then the guys come out doom doom jiggity boom the boom jiggity boom boom jiggity boom the boom jiggity boom boom jiggity boom doom jiggity wee boom jiggity boom the boom jiggity and the women are just as bad as the guys. You know what I'm saying? They don't actually touch the his lap stuff well they don't do that at all they just kind of put the money next to the side on either side of his lap stuff and he walks away with it or he even grabs the 
Bill with his buttocks cheeks. And I go, do you have a sister? He goes, yeah, she, she also grabs Bills with her buttocks cheeks. I said, she's better at it than you. She goes, he goes, yeah, she has a bigger ass. But we both, it's a talent the family has. Grandma also, she used to rock the babies to sleep with her buttocks cheeks until child services came and told her to stop that crap. Bam, back to the story. Boom, boom, jiggity, boom, da, boom, jiggity. Women are looking at the, the lap stuff. Woo! And smacking them on the butt. And they can do more stuff that guys and guys can do to women. Because if a woman grabs a guy's lap stuff, guys are not going to go, I feel that that is wrong. And you should be able to. Gender equality means you should be able to do that. But these guys are like, hey, I just made she going to give me more money. I'll just grab it again. And then, of course, super meat comes out. Boom, boom, jiggity, boom, boom, jiggity, jiggity. And there's always three ladies like, yeah, I want to see that. And as the rest of the ladies going, you know what? Nah, that's all right. But either way, you're doing stuff you shouldn't be doing in the first place. You ladies would never think about doing that beforehand. You wouldn't go around randomly looking at other dudes' stuff and, and, this, and trying to put money between it. You wouldn't do that in normal circumstances. You definitely won't going to do it after you get married. But you're about to get married, so you have the bachelorette a party. Oh, yeah. Well, folks, what I'm about to do now, what I'm about to do now essentially is make a life change, which means I'm going to change my diet permanently, hopefully. And when it becomes permanent, it means I'm going to look much better. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be in shape. And I want to tell the ladies right now, even as a rapidly shrinking fat man, I already know that a lot of you, when I'm walking down the street, try to jump on top of me and get it on with me and grab me and kiss on me. And uh, I want to let you know right now, if you're doing it now, when I'm in good shape, it's going to be even worse. I mean, the other day I was walking down the street and a bus of double supermodels came up. And I don't know why they had these signs made up. They had signs that said, hey, yes, Anthony, we heard you were going to be walking down the street. Please get on the bus and get it on with all of us because you're so delicious and sexy, even though you're a fat bastard right now. And I was, of course, saying, listen, ladies, I don't have time there's 50 of you on the bus i'm a 48 year old man i'm not like i was when i was younger i only have enough energy to bang about 47 of you then three of you are going to be mad at me and i don't want to do that <laughs> yes that is okay that did not happen f y'all but i want to get in shape my friends right if you're not in shape sass passes if you're not in shape you should get in shape too i'm changing my diet my friends i want to be in shape i want to look good okay i already look good but i want to look great just kidding i already look great i want to look awesome i don't look awesome but i will and i realize that since march 1st is the day that i'm going to actually make the change i realize now my friends that what i have to do what i have to do what i have to do and what i'm gonna do sometime between now and before march 1st is i'm gonna have a bachelor party but not the kind of bachelor party you're talking about because i'm not getting married i'm gonna have a junk food bachelor party oh i'll say it again junk food bachelor party let me say it a few more times junk food bachelor party junk food bachelor party junk food bachelor party junk food bachelor party oh damn yeah you see i know i'm not gonna be able to eat the cheese steaks and the pizzas and cheesecake and all of that crap after march 1st i'm not gonna allow myself to and i know it's real this time because when you 
are making a promise to yourself that you're going to make a change. When you're serious, that change is basically made. If you decide I'm never going to cheat on my wife and you're serious about it, you ain't going to cheat on your wife. People can come up to you with their pants off, bent over. You're going to be like, that looks delicious, but my wife is also delicious and I love her. I will not cheat on her. You are serious about the change. When I got in shape that other time, I was serious about the change and I got in shape. No big deal. So I know what it feels like when you're serious and I know what it feels like when you're telling yourself a whole load of crap and I can feel that this change is serious. I can feel I'm serious this time. I can feel it because I know what it's like when I've told myself crap. When I did when I started doing this podcast, I said, I'm going to keep doing it because I like doing it. And at the time, nobody and I mean, literally nobody was listening. And I kept making episodes and now I have people listening. I could have stopped earlier, but I knew I was serious when I made this commitment to do this show and I kept doing it. So I know what it feels like and I know that it's serious, but I also know there is going to be a junk food bachelor party. Oh, yeah. I haven't even decided what it's going to be. It'll probably it'll have to be Monday or Tuesday. I'm not going to do it today because I got stuff to do, but it's going to happen Monday or Tuesday. And I haven't decided what it's going to be, nor have I decided the severity of the junk food match bachelor party. I haven't decided. I feel like one of those guys sitting there like a like I'm auditioning, you know, like I'm auditioning things to make the decision What's going to be the junk food that gets me the final time? You know, I feel like I'm sitting there and I got my, one of those smoking jackets like Hugh Hefner had. I got the pipe on and all these foods are coming in here vying for Big Daddy's attention. They want Big Daddy to give them, to, to eat them and chew them up. Right. They want that crap. They're dying for it. Big, what's going on, girl? What you doing? I'm a hamburger. I know you a hamburger. I can see that makes you think you deserve big daddy's intestinal and digestive juices to tear you up what makes you think you deserve it well i have a hamburger bun that's part of being a hamburger i'm not that's not that impressive i have a delicious chunk of meat there i can see that that meat does look kind of good i have onions on me oh yeah i would have gonna put onions on you anyway you know what I'm, saying? I'm into that you know <laughs> and i have mayonnaise and mustard and this and this. that's a little bit too much mayonnaise go over there and wait i have to talk to some other meals i haven't blown my chance have i not yet not yet you're still hot i'm so hot good you sit over there on the couch what else you got well i'm a cheesesteak oh a cheesesteak from a guy from originally from philly well all right what you got on the roll girl what you got on the roll i have mayonnaise uh-huh have some provolone cheese provolone cheese oh yeah yeah, what else you got? I have the meat and the sauce and the fried onions and sweet peppers and I have a cheese whiz on top of me. Oh, I know what you that's right. What kind of roll you got? What's a standard roll? It's not a, oh, it's not a, a roll of some Philly? No. Oh. Go sit over there next to the hamburger. I haven't decided yet. What you got for me? I'm a salad. <laughs> Get out. Security. Okay, cheesesteak, hamburger. Get back over here. Let me look at you both. Hamburgers spin around. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's not you. Cheesesteak. You spin around, too. Let me get a good look at you. See what you're working with. Ooh. You know, you may not be one of the roles that was famous in Philadelphia. But let me, let me squeeze that. Whoa. You know what? 
he had to realize I'm a real man. I'm a real man. And I decided something. And you two are going to be happy about it. What's that? What's that? <laughs> I'm going to eat both of you. Oh, that's incredible. You damn right hamburger. You go wait in the refrigerator. Cheese steak. I'm about to tear your ass up. What about me? Oh, I'm going to get to you. Believe me. I'm going to put you in the oven and warm you back up. And I'm going to tear your ass up too in about four hours. So you just get there and think about what's about to happen to you. But cheese steak, get over here and let Big Daddy do what he does. <laughs> That's not weird to talk about sandwiches like that at all. Shut up, people. But the funny thing about it is, is, is that I know that once I start the diet, and I know you, if you've ever been there before, when you st- even if you start looking good, you look into the mirror, you're shrinking down a little bit, you see your stomach. Get, the first thing you see a lot of times, and I noticed was, like your stomach starts to get a little flatter, and then you start to see the box. That's like the frame where the six-pack is going to come in, you know, and all of a sudden you look at your legs, you can see the muscles coming in, you start to see veins on your arms feeding the muscle, right? All of a sudden you start, you know, you, something that was heavy last month, you kind of pick it up pretty easily right you know and and you you start going up the steps three at a time without even thinking about it look in the mirror your face starts looking better your skin starts looking better but there's and and you can see the results of what you're doing and you know it's working and it's great but but and this is the worst part the food's there again you see other people doing it and eating it and you're tempted man you're tempted it's like I was, I had a friend of mine call me up and I had to bring donuts to him. Donuts. And I took the donuts to him and I wasn't tempted at all. Looked at the donuts and looked at him like, ha, nice try, losers. Call me when you don't have a hole in the middle of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Friend asked, I was going by Burger King. Can you pick me up? I don't see the guy. I picked up the stuff from Burger King, took it over to the house. Not a problem. Even though it was a double whopper, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whopper, whopper, get out of my face, punk. Health is the best. And I dropped off the whopper. And I left my friend's house. I gave him a high five. He gave me the money. I dropped off the, the paperwork I was going to drop off. You you were tempted when you got this whopper. I, I I didn't realize after I called you and said you get the whopper. I you know I, I kept forgetting that you you had started your diet. I didn't realize I, I wouldn't have done that if I you know, I wasn't even thinking about it. That's not a problem, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, man, you, you cool? You all right? I, I'm good. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's heroin and I'm a heroin addict. Cause I'm just a damn hamburger. <laughs> a little of, a little of the sauce in the hamburger went through the paper and got on my fingers and I licked it. I didn't do it in front of him. I did it on the way to the car. <laughs> and yeah, I could taste that it was it was it had that whopper taste to it. They did it, you know, the little of the oil from the meat and the thing that was on my fingers with the whopper the beer. Yeah. You know, if I, it's a little faster if I go back the way I came a little bit. I mean, it looks like a little counterintuitive to go back the way I came, but I, I should. I mean, I could go the other way, but I think I might have to go back the way I came. You know, right past the Burger King. <laughs> start up the mighty Toyota Camry. I start heading down the road, and I see the Burger King right there. All I got to do is drive past it and there won't be a problem. Once I pass the Burger King, you can't, the road is set up in such a way that you literally have to go another mile and a half because there's no way to turn 
to go backwards. So if I if I actually make it past the Burger King, I won't be able to get into the Burger King, and I'm in too much of a hurry to go. But then now I'm in the drive-through. Well, it's not one of those drive-throughs where you're locked in. There's certain drive-throughs where they have that cement divider, where there's a divider between the people in the drive-through and the people that are just going around the drive-through. Like you know, if you decide at the last minute to uh, to change your mind and you have to leave for whatever reason, you know. So, but this doesn't have that. So I could just you know I could just get out of it. I mean, I shouldn't even have done this. I should, I should just get out of the drive-through and just go on about my way because yes, I would like a number one with cheese. Yes, yes, I would. I would like the fries with that. I would like the Hershey Sunday pie, and I would also like the uh, the large the, the large drink, the large Sprite, but no ice in it. Yeah, yes, I would like to make the fries bigger. Yes, with another slice of cheese. Yes, how much more? Yes, you can put that on there. <laughs> I should not have done that, but I have not actually eaten any of this. You know, I mean, it's it's I don't it's not that much money. It's not that big of a deal. It's you know, it's, it's a little expensive, but it's not that much. And quite frankly, you know, I could just take it and throw it in the trash can, or I could take it home and you know and, and give it to somebody else. You know, and it, I could I could do that. Of course, it'll be in the car next to me for about twenty minutes. Here's the money. Thanks for the change. Okay, and there it is in the chair. And I'm looking at it. I haven't touched it yet. I haven't eaten any of the fries. If I was going to eat it, I would have stuck my hand in the bag already and already eaten one of the fries. But I did not eat one of the fries. But the fries are right there. And I, you know, uh, boy. I ease down the driveway. I look out there. and I'm going to, Once I start on the road, I'm not going to want to eat on the road because I'm not going to want to unwrap the Whopper while I'm driving. Because there's a, And you, I'm looking at the Whopper. I pull out in the traffic, and now I'm going. And I realize... I could very. I've been driving for several decades now. I could easily, you know, without endangering anyone, I could actually take that sandwich out, put ketchup on it, put it up to my mouth, and begin eating it without even taking my eyes off the road. But I'm not going to do that. I want to do that, but I'm not going to do that. And I look back over at the Whopper, the Whopper meal, and it reminded me of when I was a kid. You know, when you were a kid, and when I mean kid, I mean anybody. I shouldn't. I mean a young adult. I should say. And you're on a date with someone and you've been going out for a little while and you know you're getting right around that time where you're going to get it on. You haven't gotten it on yet. You want to get it on. You're, you really are looking at her and she's dressed differently this time. Normally she would just dress nice and comfortable and a little sexy because it's a date. But there's something about you looking at her and her, her legs are extra smooth and shiny. And her top's a little down. You know, and she's been, you know, and, and every time she was talking to you, she always, you know, rubbed your arm. And a couple of times she put your hand on your chest, right? And she squeezed by me to get something that she didn't necessarily need to squeeze by to get and rubbed her backside across my front stuff. And, and I'm sitting there going, I think there was an accident, but I'm not sure if it's an accident. And this is young me talking. Old me would know what to do, but young me didn't. And you're looking at that first date nervousness. You want to, you want to get, you want some of what's in that chair next to you so bad you can't think straight, but you you don't know if you should do it. You want to just, you want to, you, you want some of that really badly. You need some of that. You know, you can smell her perfume. You know, she got a little more perfume than she normally would. This time is just, and just like with the burger, it's sitting there. You can smell it. It's about the fries and the burger. You want to rip the, the, rip the paper off and devour just that damn meat <clears throat> same way when you, your girl is that dead and you know eventually you're going to get it on you know what's going to happen soon but you don't know when it's going to happen but you know it's going to happen soon and just like you want to unwrap that whopper and dive into it you want to 
the take the, the that dress and you dive in, but you can't. But you, you. well, in the case of the girl, of course, when we went home, we went back to her place, and I was still not sure whether or not anything was going to happen until she sat on my lap and said, "You're so cute," and jammed her tongue down my throat. And then, of course, I rolled her over and we banged the crap out of each other. Well, fortunately, the Whopper couldn't jump out of the bag and say, you're so cute and jam its potato tomato down my throat. But I, I, it would have been good if it could. I get home. And it's me and the Whopper. And unlike the girl, at this time, I, when I took the girl back to our place, we spent the entire weekend banging the crap out of each other. I'm looking at the Whopper. I, put the, I roll up the bag. I put it in the refrigerator. And the whole night I'm thinking about it. But I'm not touching it. I'm eating my salad. I hear a car pull up out front of the place. And it's a relative. Yes. Distraction. He comes in. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Hey, can I get a soda? Yeah, yeah. There's a soda in the refrigerator. Are you hungry? Yeah. You know you ain't cooking. No, no, no. I'm going to finish my salad. Hey, who's? Oh, you got Burger King stuff in there? Who's is that? Would you like it? Yeah. You don't got to eat it. No, 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 no. You can have it. Is anything? Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Not a problem. Take it with you. All right. Oh, man, that's cool. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And he leaves after a little bit of conversation. And he took the devil food out of my damn house. I was never so happy to have a mooching ass punk ass coming to my house and take crap in my life. And it was foiled. The evil plan to ruin me was foiled. And as it turns out, it's not really that big of a deal because, as it says, I said, I'm going to have a junk food bachelor party anyway. And it's different now because it's my choice to eat that crap one last time. It's not like the crap was controlling me like it was then when the food's like, look, punk, get your punk ass into that Burger King and buy me, bitch. Buy me, bitch. In fact, eat me in the car, punk. In fact, no, we home at the home. Eat me, punk. Well, I said, no, I ain't eating you. And they said, you're going to eat me. I said, no, I'm not. My relative's coming over. Hey, relative, take that crap out of here. No, get me back. I'm trying to ruin your life. Yeah, well, too bad. Relative, eat the crap out of that crap. I will. Fantastic. And I won. So, folks, Monday or Tuesday will be my junk food bachelor party. My junk food bachelor party. And I look forward to it. But you know what I look forward to? The life that's going to happen afterwards where I finally get back into shape like I'm supposed to be. Get back in optimum health instead of just good health. And I look like I'm supposed to look and feel like I'm supposed to feel. And I'm looking forward to it and it's going to be awesome. And if you're, a, if you're like me and you got some ass to lose and you want to get in shape, all I'm saying is I'm not telling anybody what to do. You know, you always got to check with your doctor to decide what you're going to do. But if you're going to be like me, realize, you know what? I'm going to put it to you this way. I'm going to make a definite time when I'm going to do my junk food bachelor party. It won't be Tuesday. It's going to be Monday because Tuesday is too close to the first. It's too close. I want, I want there to be a day between the junk food bachelor party and the new life startage. Okay, so the new life startage will be on the first. The junk food bachelor party will be on Monday. So if you're a fat bastard like 
like me or a semi-fat bastard like me or you just got a couple pounds to lose and you know you got to make a dietary change, if it's okay with your doctor, just know that the S machine, yours truly, is going to have a junk food bachelor party at some time Monday. On Tuesday, I'm going to chill. And on the first... Oh, yeah, the new life starts. Are you with me, my friends? Are you with me? Of course you are. Let's do it. Let's have our junk food bachelor parties and let's shrink our asses if you have an ass that needs to be shrunk. You're down? Of course you are. Let's do it. <laughs> Segment over. All right, folks, let's talk about something else interesting here. Uh... You know, this is kind of an L.A. story, and I have a lot of L.A. stories. A lot of weird crap happened to me when I was out there. But I'm telling you right now, folks, this is something I'm telling you now. You think you know people, and I'm telling you right now, no, you don't. You think you do, but you don't. How many times has somebody in your family actually come up and surprised you? You knew them their entire life lives and you and they knew you, you and you knew them and they knew you and you knew them and you think you know them and then something pops up and you're going what the hell was that where did that crap come from i didn't know you this you knew that did that knew them and all of that crap and you're going i thought i knew you but i guess i didn't and everybody has that you shouldn't be too upset because everybody has their own demons you know what i'm saying you don't think they have their demons but let's be honest you have your own demons, don't you? Of course you do. And those demons are your secret, and you didn't tell anybody about those demons because they're your demons. Your wife might not, not even know about your demons. Your husband might not know about your demons. Your parents may not know about your demons. Your best friend may not know about your demons. In fact, sometimes you don't even know about your demons. You don't know. You think you do, but you don't. And it extends beyond family. I mean, we, we all know that we have family members that do dumb crap. But if you really think about it, you have extended families. You have a family in the office where you work, right? You go into the office. If you work in an office or whatever you work, if, there's a, if the same people are there for any length of time, after a while, they become friends. And then after an even longer while, they become extended family. It happens if you go to the same lunch stand. It happens if you go to the same bus stop. It happens if you go to the same diner at the same time. It happens. And one of the other places that it happens is at the time I lived in an apartment building in L.A. And all the tenants kind of knew each other. Even the ones you weren't necessarily friendly with. After a while, you saw them so much. Just through osmosis, you kind of sucked up little bits of knowledge about each other. Little bits of information that lets you know what type of person that is. And somehow, you think you know them. And even the ones you're around a lot and you hang out with, you think you know them. But you don't know them. And you damn sure don't know they're demons. Oh, no. No, you don't. No, in my building, there was a lot of people that had different uh, lifestyles, different behavior patterns, different religions, different ethnicities and all of that kind of stuff. And there was a couple of us that were considered the really super normal type people there. And there was one other guy, Ron. And Ron was, quote, normal, unquote. But what people didn't realize when it was on the weekend, Ron likes to walk around dressed up like a woman. 
Fortunately, nobody in the building had any kind of prejudice against gay people, any prejudice against transgender people, and any prejudice against anyone who was a cross-dresser. So when we found out that Ron liked to dress, get dressed on the weekends, you know what we all thought? Oh, I guess Ron likes to get dressed as a woman on the weekends. Eh, whatever. No one cared. Why? What difference does it make? It doesn't matter. That's not even considered a demon. That's not even considered his demon. That's not that. That's just a guy who likes to get dressed in the dress. Who cares? No one cares. In fact, if you really think about it, if you really think about it, he was actually a great friend to have. Why? Because he knew women's clothing and panties because he wore them. If you took one of your lady friends or one of your, you know, or asked them about suggestions about something to buy for your lady, your lady friend, there was a high probability that somehow in conversation it would slip out. You know, many times I would actually go, I would, I would, I would ask a lady friend of ours what she would suggest to buy for the girl that I was with, the woman that I was with, the woman that I was in love with. And I would come back and go, hey, girl, I got some surprise for you. Look at here. I got you something from Big Victoria's Secret. I got you this, 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 and this. Oh, that's the one I'm so completely surprised by. Thank you, S. And then I'd pull out her top drawer and the, there was some space already made in her drawer gee what a coincidence the amount of space in her drawer was the exact amount of space that would be open if someone was to have already told her exactly what i was purchasing thus giving her enough time to clean out that exact amount of space in the top drawer wow what a surprise not but ron wasn't going to tell anybody and i was cool right but then there was a couple of people that did have their own demons and we found out that they had their demons and we realized we had to watch out for their demons we had a guy in a building who was a bit of a how can i put it this way um, ho he was a ho how did i know he was a ho because he had to actually factor in wind windshield breaking budgets because he would get it on with women treat them like crap not in the not beat them up but cheat on them and brazenly cheat on them and then they would show up and smash out his windshields everybody knew not to park next to ron why because there was a high probability there was going to be some glass all over the place and if you had a car that looks like ron's yeah no not ron that's the other guy's name if you had a car that looked like this cat, you damn sure did not want to park next to him because, well, if they got the cars mixed up and it happened once, you're going to wind up with your windshield smashed out. And that was his demon. His demon was he was a hoe. <laughs> but we had another guy who had the worst demon of all. And he seemed to be the most normal, but he wasn't. And this cat was one of those guys... That seemed normal. It was like, you know, a very pleasant fellow, very intelligent fellow, very normal fellow. Seemed very trustworthy, a great guy. And he was most of the time. But he had his demons. And his demon was every few months he would go from being responsible guy to Dr. Greedenstein. Yeah, I called him. Dr. Greedenstein. And why did I call him Dr. Greedenstein? Well, I'll tell you. A few times a year, he would get drunk off his ass and get high off his ass. 
He'd go long chunks of time without doing it, but then he'd get drunk and high and he would spend up all of his money, so much of his money that it actually would have started to affect his bottom line. It started to affect his rent money. It started to affect his food budget. It started to mean that some of his stuff got cut off. Oh, no. Now, what that meant was at first when he the first time that happened to him, it was really not that big of a deal. He'd come by, borrow a couple of bucks. No big deal. He's a normal, responsible guy. I'm sure that whatever happened must have been something normal and responsible. It couldn't have been anything weird. Right. (laughs) Wrong. We found out why he was running short on money. It wasn't child support. It wasn't some kind of medical bill. It wasn't some kind of an emergency It's because he got drunk and high. And we all made the mistake of lending Dr. Greedenstein money. And once he knew we had a little money to lend to this bastard, all of a sudden, he didn't ask for five bucks here or five bucks there. He started to get real greedy. And he would ask each individual person for even more money than that. It was a 20, then it was a 40, then it was 60, then it was a 100. Then he would actually go to everybody's door and beg them for a 100 bucks. And it was like, oh, God, dude, you don't need that much money. You're just being greedy. And he was really good with begging for money. He was really slick. For a while, we didn't even, everybody didn't even know he was begging for money. He, I said, he's got a, I said, he said he should have a doctorate in begging with his greedy ass. That's what I said one time. I said, yeah, he called his punk ass Dr. Greedenstein and everyone laughed. Ha <laughs> ha. And that became his nickname. Not to his face because most of the time he was normal and nice. Normally, when that guy showed up, you could tell he was the normal nice guy. But you could also tell when Dr. Greedenstein showed up. Oh, no. You could tell he had that look on his face. You could tell Dr. Greedenstein had arrived. Oh, no. He didn't even bother going up to people's doors and begging them because you could always act like you were on the phone. You could always turn down, turn off your lights and act like you're not there. You could hide on the floor as he looked through the windows to see if you were in the apartment building. Then he'd go off to the next person, the next person, and then he'd leave the building to go beg someone else for some money and you could turn your lights back on. Some of us even actually parked away from the apartment complex, walked home and snuck into our house like Mission Impossible. One time I actually lowered myself through the roof of my place like Tom Cruise in the movie. And unfortunately, my hand slipped and I was stuck like that for a while. And it was embarrassing. But the cool part about it was I kept the harness up and me and my girlfriend used it a few times for other stuff <laughs> as we hummed the Mission Impossible theme. Um, 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 okay, that's disgusting <laughs> and true. Okay, that's not true. I mean, we did disgusting stuff, but just not that. <laughs> None of your business. Back to the story. So anyway, we knew. But unfortunately, those tricks all were quickly found out. I mean, when there's a bunch of people in an apartment building, the entire building is full and there's no cars in the driveway. Even Dr. Greedenstein figured out something was going on. So now he knew it doesn't matter if there's cars there. I know they're still they could still be home. Oh, no. We actually had to take you, you. You actually were. We actually were actually bragging one time at a party. We got together about how many times we were able to get by Doctor Greedenstein. It was almost like Jenga. You know, you had that game Jenga where you have all the bricks and you pull out each brick, and then when you pull out too many bricks, the, the house falls down. It was kind of like that. 
we'd all kind of sneak. It was reverse Jenga. We'd sneak in, and there would be one of us that got caught. Can I get $100? <laughs> and the rest of us escaped. This is back when we had pages. There weren't really any cell phones back then. We used to actually page each other because sometimes he'd hide. He'd be by the front door waiting to beg everybody when they came in and we'd all start coming in the back door. And then he kind of figured it out. Then he'd go to the back door and we'd all come in through the front door. And it got because he can't be at both doors at once. So what we started to do was we started to have somebody who was actually in the apartment building who could see him look out the window and he would page us with the with a he's by the front entrance. B, he's by the back entrance, that bastard. Beep, 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 beep. Ah, oh, shit, he's by the front door. Let's go around back. Beep, 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 beep. He's running towards the back. Go back around front. Beep, beep, beep. I've been driving around this block too long. Damn it. Dr. Greedenstein. That was his demon. Getting high, using up all his money, drinking up all his money, and then running around trying to make everybody pay for his punk ass. We all have demons. But after a while, I kind of got fed up, right? I didn't want to be driving around the block so I could not get into the building or happen to somebody page me to go in the back door or page me to go in the front door because his punk ass is going to be sitting there begging for crap. I got tired of that crap and everybody else was a bunch of punks. And I decided I'm S, the S machine, and I'm no longer going to be a punk because this punk wants to sit out front like a punk. So I walked up to the punk and he opened his mouth and I said, shut up, punk should be ashamed of yourself getting all drunk and high, you dumb bastard. You're, you're, you're straight all this other time. You need to take your punk ass to rehab or something. You realize what's going on around here? Everybody seems to be avoiding me. Yeah, they're avoiding you, you dumb bastard. There's nobody in this building that's rich. And we should all risk uh, our bills because your dumb ass can't control yourself. I don't know how everybody else feels about it. But I'm telling you right now, jackass, I lent you enough money. You owe me a lot of money, punk. And there's no way in the world I want to give you any more money because if I keep giving your punk ass money, I won't be able to pay my car note or my bills or anything, jackass. You can go beg everybody else if you want to, punk. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not giving you a damn thing with your punk ass. And he respected me. And I walked into the building every day right through the front right past Dr. Greedenstein. And the person who was the watch out, who was the lookout looking out the window would page me frantically, hey, 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 with a bunch of A's letting me know that this punk ass, greedy, punk ass, greedy ass was out front. But I didn't even worry about it. I didn't even, I looked at the pager and <laughs> smirked and looked up at the window where he was hiding out to tell me that this punk ass was by the front door. And I looked at him and laughed. And I walked past Dr. Greedenstein. And after I reamed Dr. Greedenstein out for being a punk-ass punk, what did he do? He looked away from me. Not that he was trying to say, not in an aggressive way, but more in a way of going, oh, I must leave him alone. He has reamed me out, and I realize I'm now ashamed that I allow my addiction, I allow my bad behavior to damage this relationship. And also, I'm glad he didn't kick my ass because back then I would have kicked his ass but I didn't kick his ass because normally he was nice. I wanted to kick his ass because I wanted my money back. Actually I said hey if you don't give me my money back I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and then he gave me my money back because I really was going to kick his ass. <laughs> anyway <laughs> I was the only one in the building that got his money back. 
I was like, yo, dude, you owe me money, Jack. You know, I mean, you, you what you need to do is you need to go get yourself taken care of. Understand? Or you gonna come up to me when you gonna walk into this building. And I'm gonna wait until we wait till we get to one of them one of those hallways in the back. And I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna put a tune job on your punk ass. You, you owe me four hundred dollars. You give me my four hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna whoop your ass, and then you're gonna have to go to the hospital, and then you're gonna have the hospital bill plus four hundred dollars, right? So it's your choice. You know what I should have done to get my? I actually got my money back eventually, little little bits at a time as he cleaned himself up. You know, I felt kind of bad because I'm wondering how much of the money that he gave back to me to keep me from whipping his ass actually came from the other tenants. I didn't even really think about it back then. I was just thinking, you owe me $400 and I'm going to whoop your ass if you don't give me $400. (laughs) I should have whooped his ass anyway, but that's a different story. (laughs) But it was really weird to watch this guy. His his demon is to take him over. Can I borrow $100? But the good part about the story is, other than the fact that I didn't whip his ass and I got my money back, was I introduced him to someone who actually had a very similar problem. And that person took him someplace and he went to meetings and all that kind of stuff. And as it turns out, Dr. Greedenstein very slowly and methodically turned back into what he was normally, the normal guy. And I felt good. I felt good that I was able to help this guy, you know. And he thanked me. He said, thank you, man. He said, did you really call me Dr. Greedenstein behind my back? Yes, I did. I did call you Dr. Greedenstein behind your back. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I guess I kind of deserve that. You also deserve that ass whooping you was about to get. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I gave you the money back. I'm glad you gave me the money back, too, because I'm going to wind up in jail for whooping your ass. Truth be told, I really wasn't going to whoop your ass. Okay, I kind of was going to whoop your ass. I mean, I, was, okay, I wasn't going to really whip your ass. I was just going to slap you around a little bit. Uh, this is the part where you're supposed to say, continue on with that and say that you really were not going to slap me around a little bit. No, I was going to slap the shit out of you a few times because you owe me $400. In fact, I should slap the shit out of you right now because quite frankly, you know, it took me so long to get the $400 back. You should probably give me another $100. In fact, give me $100 now before I beat your ass right now. <laughs> you're funny, yes? <laughs> then I beat his ass and took $100 off of him. Okay, I did not beat his ass. <laughs> I did not beat his ass to take $100 off him. I didn't do that. But that was just a weird thing to watch this guy turn into that mess, right? But he cleaned, but he got clean, you know? And I got my $400 back. But you never know what a person's demon actually is, you know? Sometimes I wonder what my actual demons are. What is that weird thing that's a part of me that is waiting to come out? You know, that weird thing in me that I don't even really know. Because there's people that know me would think would, would tell you, well, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't do drugs, he's never committed a crime, he doesn't have any tickets, he doesn't do any bad crap to people. So, so, so what's his demon? And I don't have a demon. Or do I? <laughs> Well, folks.
folks, that has been this episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I want to thank you very, very much for stopping by and listening to me talk about dopey crap for about an hour. You've been doing it for three and a half years now. Much love to you. Thank you very, very, very much. Uh, my social media, please follow it on Twitter. For me, it's at S. Anthony Thomas. For the show, is at S. Anthony Says. This show is on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio, the Podcast Revolution Network. And I found out recently that I'm actually on this uh, app called Laughable. You can download that at the uh, if you have an iOS device, go to the uh, the App Store, download the Laughable app. And of course, the first thing you need to do is subscribe to me because it's an app that basically uh, lets you. You know, check out some funny comedians and podcasts and podcasts that those comedians were on. But forget all of that crap, okay? You can look at other comedians on the on that Laughable app if you want to. But first, when you if you go there and you download Laughable, the first thing you need to do is you need to subscribe to me. To hell with everybody else. <laughs> that that sounds bad, but definitely subscribe to me and listen to me most, and then you know sprinkle in some other people. But build your life around listening to me. <laughs> that sounds bad, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm also on Instagram at uh, at uh, S. Anthony Thomas. And if you want to email the show, you can email directly to me. If you have questions, comments, declarations of loves, segment suggestions, please send them to talk to S. Anthony at gmail.com. T A L K T O, my name, of course, S. Anthony at gmail.com. Folks, you are the coolest bastards on the planet. I ought to know because I'm, I'm in contact with you bastards on a regular basis. Much love to all my bastards around the world. The sass bastards are the greatest bastards in the world. Much love to you. Thank you very, very much for listening to me again. And thank you for suggesting me to other people. Doesn't matter to me where you listen. I don't care if you're on a lawnmower or a treadmill walking down the street. Doesn't matter to me. Thank you for letting me into your ears, into your minds, into your hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say with me on the count of three. And you know what I'm talking about. Are you ready? Of course we are fantastic. Here we go. One, two, three. S. Anthony.